0: Happy Sunday, Shoreline City. How's everybody feeling today? It's great to see you. I'm fired up about today. I want to say we've got... Some fantastic problems taking place at this church family. Last service and this service, we keep needing wonderful leaders that are willing to stand up and give up their seats, so thank you, leaders, for being willing to do that. We got a bunch of folks in the lobby right now, and I just say, come on, just stuff in, sit on the floor up front, over here, it doesn't matter. We're all just going to be family today, but glad everyone is here and every one of you leaders who have gotten up to give your seat. Thank you so much. I always want to be that kind of church. I want to be the kind of church that says you can have my my seat and uh, want to keep that heart, keep that posture for sure. I will not preach terribly long since we got folks standing. But the good news is the Cowboys won. And since they won, really all is right with the world uh, right now. God is working fantastic miracles and... If they lost, I don't know. Maybe more people would have been at church. I don't know what would have happened either way, but I'm glad. I'm glad they won. So next week we got the Saints or the Rams, and I prayed, and the Lord doesn't like either one of those teams. So we should be just fine. I'm really, really excited about this time we're gonna have together today. If you have your Bibles, why don't you turn them with me to Numbers uh, chapter 14? Numbers chapter 14. If you did not bring your Bible with you, we'll put the scriptures on the screen for you uh, as well so you can follow along with us. Uh, again, as you see all the movement behind you, I'm A-OK with it. I love it. Bring, bring everybody in from the lobby. Bring everybody in. They can stand up here. I got spots over here. Andrew's over here looking handsome. Uh, just smiling at people. I like that. Uh, Numbers chapter 14. Oh, let's welcome everybody who's watching online too. Give them all a huge round of applause as well. Love all of you guys. Numbers chapter 14, we're going to begin reading in verse number 20. The Lord replied, I have forgiven them as you asked. Nevertheless, as surely as I live and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of them, not one of them, not one of those who saw my glory and the the signs I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, but who disobeyed me, tested me, not one time, not two times, not three times, but but ten times. Not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their ancestors. No one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. i've forgiven them, but they're not going to be able to go into this land that I promised them verse twenty four but because my servant Caleb has a has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly. I will bring him into the land he went to and and his descendants will inherit it because my servant Caleb has a has a different spirit. Everybody say different spirit. He he had a different spirit. Everybody else was complaining, but not Caleb. Everyone else was murmuring, but not Caleb. Everybody else was talking about going back to a place of bondage, but Caleb was talking about taking the land that God had given them, that he he had a different spirit. Daniel chapter 6, why don't you turn there with me as well. Again, if you don't have your Bible, put the scripture on the screen for you. Daniel uh, chapter 6, verse number 3. It's speaking of Daniel, and it says, uh, amongst all of the officials, uh, Daniel was about to be elevated. He was going to be put above everyone. Why? Because he had an, an excellent spirit, not a mediocre one, not a spirit uh, that's complaining, but, but he had an, an excellent spirit, not a spirit of average, not a spirit of I'll do just enough to get by. But he had an excellent spirit. I I want this to mark us as well. The title of today's message is Get Your Spirit Back. Get your spirit back. Uh, I don't know about uh, you, but I I obviously love my children. Uh, My my middle son, uh, though, whenever he is sad, you see it. I mean all over his whole face. I don't know if it's a middle child thing. I, I don't know. But but man, when he is disappointed, he is disappointed. And you can see the mope. You can see the weariness. You you can see it on him. And you walk past the steps and Grayson, well, what's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, dad. Elle bit me on the butt and you know, took my Nintendo Switch and told me to make her some hot cocoa. And did you do it well what's going on she bullies the three year old just bullies him all the time we're trying to fix it we're trying to fix it you see the <laughs> the weariness uh, on his face uh like like he lost something like like my 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 beautiful wife whenever we get in the car not not every time but I would say ooh let's go let's go seventy five percent seventy five percent of the time we get in the car we're rushing somewhere because we're not Getting there early, like we would like to, all of the time, and we're we're rushing, uh, and we're in the car, we're about to drive off. Uh, Earl, stop, stop. Where's my phone? Where's where's my phone? Where's my phone? You, you need you need to go go in the house, look for my phone, and I I I just sit there patiently. I've learned this now. We've married 21 years, so I just sit there patiently and give her time to dig into the abyss that is her purse. Okay, and she's just. Women, how do you keep that much stuff in your purse? One time my wife pulled out one of our children. I was like, honey, how did you get our 14-year-old in your purse? She's like, oh, it's just a purse. It's what they can do. So, so she digs in there, grabs, grabs out her phone, and then we can head on the way. But, but sometimes uh, you lose something and you don't know you lost it. Uh, we were watching. Uh, this is a couple of years ago. We were watching uh, this New Year's Eve special, and they had all these hip hop artists from the '80s and '90s. Well, that's when I, I grew up during that time. That's when hip hop, like, come on now, this is. So I'm, I'm like, we're enjoying this. We're up there, and you see, you know, there were all types of folks up there. Uh, I don't want to throw any shade on anybody in particular. <laughs> But, you know, you, woo. I remember when Push It came out. I remember when it came out. So, 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 salt and pepper's here and we, come on, anybody remember? I remember when that came out and now I'm watching this going, oh, man, this is, this is not going according to plan right here. Now, now some of them you can tell were just having fun, but others of them, I think they were thinking like, oh, I still got it. And there's nothing worse than seeing somebody that was good in 84. Like 1984, they were like, hmm, lit. But now there's a story in the Bible of, of a gentleman that, that lost it and didn't know that he did. Uh, Samson is his name. Uh, you find it in the book of Judges. And, and here's this man with this tremendous strength. He has this relationship with God, this covenant with God, and and his strength is in his is connected to his hair. And he ends up in bed with this woman named Delilah, and he's really sleeping with the enemy at this point in time. She is an informant. Okay, she is. Uh, a, a double. She's a spy, and and she's, she's telling him, "Give me the secret to your strength." And every time he gives her the secret, uh, she's wanting to pass it on to the enemy, so that the enemy can enslave Samson, and they go through. Uh, Thing after thing and conversation after conversation. She's trying to get get, get the secret to his strength. And this one moment happens where she has asked him enough. She has nagged him enough. She has pulled on him enough. And and he finally tells her, the secret to my strength is in my hair. And and she cuts the hair while he's sleeping. And and then there is one of the most tragic verses in all the Bible. It's found in Judges chapter 16, verse number 20. It says, she shouted... uh, Samson, the the Philistines are upon you. They're here. They're here to grab you. And it says, he thought, he thought, I'll just get up like I have before. I'll get up like I've always gotten up. I'm strong. I've got this relationship, this covenant with God. I'll be fine. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. I'll get up as before. He didn't understand that a shift had taken place, that a change had happened. He did not understand that he was playing so long with that sin and playing so long uh, with that confusion and playing so long with that dirt that it was beginning to mess with him right now. And he thought, I'll get up like I have before because I've been playing all these other times and nothing has happened, so so I'll just keep on playing and I don't expect anything to happen. But, But this time, Something changed. I was oh, over the 2018. It was a it was a good year for sure. Shoot made it through, right? So that makes it a good year. Uh, but but man, um, there, there was a there was a moment, there was a season uh during 2018 and and, and I just felt like I, I lost some of my just that zip. You know, uh you're still putting one foot in front of the other. But but there's just something that's like not quite the same, and 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 I was praying one day, and I just felt like God telling me, Earl, Earl you got to get your spirit back. Earl, this is not who you are. Earl, I know you've had some disappointments, and I know you felt hurt, and I know you felt like you stumbled here or there, but I need you to understand that you need to get your spirit back. You need to understand who I called you to be, and I just felt compelled to tell our entire church that I want you to get your spirit back, that you're not your losses, and you're not your brokenness, and you're not your insecurities, and you're not your faults and your failures. Get spirit back. Some of us uh, in here are like, no, no, I'm on top of the world right now. Actually, it's all good. 2018 was my best year ever, player. I'm like, okay, good. That's good. Happy for you. Happy for you. Just hold on to this thing. (laughs) Because you can find yourself going throughout life and then just something hits and you don't even know that you're you're, you're being numbed. You don't even know that part of your soul is kind of, is kind of dying off. You don't even know. And then you wake up or you talk to some friends and you see, oh, my goodness, I, I'm not where I want to be or who I want to be. And I just want you to maybe bookmark this message right here and listen to it on YouTube or the podcast and go back again so you can remember how to get your spirit. Back because God has so much in store for you that He is not even close to being done with your life. Okay, okay, get 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 your spirit back. Let's go. Let's go. The first first thing, first verse we're going to go to is uh, is found in Second Timothy chapter one, verse number seven. Second Timothy chapter one, uh, verse number seven. Again, I'll put the scripture on the screen for you here. It says, "But but God gave us a spirit, not a fear." but a spirit of power, love, and self-control. God did not give us a spirit of fear. Some of your Bibles, your translations will say cowardice or timidity, meaning God did not give you a spirit that means you run and hide when things get tough. God did not give you a spirit that means you cower whenever temptations come your way. God did not give you a spirit that says you're less than or you're broken or you're nothing. As a matter of fact, God gave you a spirit of power. This is like the power of God, the the, the ability that heaven has given you to accomplish the plans and purposes that God put you here on this earth. You have on the inside of you everything you need to be who God has called you to be. He gave you a spirit of power. Love, even self-control. Oh, man, with your New Year's resolutions, you need this one right here. I need this one because I love cookies. But, but but it's not even just for cookies. It's also when you need the self-control when you're about to cuss someone out because that's what you always do. When you need the self-control, when you want to go, you want to lean toward your insecurities, but you need to lean towards your confidence in Christ. You need self-control. You need self-control when you want to go to a place of pride, but you need to step into a place of humility. You need self-control when you want to quit your business, but God has told you, keep putting one foot in front of the other. You need self-control to do the thing that God has called you to do, and the good news is he gave you a spirit of power, love, and self-control. I'm talking about your identity here. Because the world will try to tell you you're something other than you are. They'll try to tell you, oh, you're a Christian, you need to run and hide. Oh, you're you're a Christian, you need to be quiet. And I understand that some of us have heard so many negative things that Christians have said over the years. We do not want to be lumped in with those big loud mouths. But I, I need you to understand that you and I cowering, you and I stepping back, you and I hiding, does the world no favors? As a matter of fact, they need to see some people who are in love with Jesus and also in love with with the hurting world saying, I want to present to you the glorious savior, not because I'm better than you, but because he changed me and he washed me and he made me new. As a matter of of fact, I'm coming to you on my knees. Because reality is every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess, whether willingly or unwillingly. So I'm coming on my knees to let you know I've already surrendered my whole life to him. And if you would do the same, I'm telling you, he will change you from the inside out. You'll not not even be the same man or woman. Spirit of power, love, self-control. Go with me to Mark. Uh, Mark chapter 9, verse 23. I think that's right. On the screen, so I can help me. Mark chapter 9, is that right? Verse 20. Yeah, well, good, I remembered. Jesus is interacting with a man who's, uh, who's sick. The man says to him, uh, Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you can, help me. And Jesus is like, Whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. If you can, if you can, you obviously have no idea who's standing in front of you right now. If you can, you are talking to the creator. You are talking to the one that put everything together. You are talking to the one that was at the very beginning. If you can, as a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you this, everything is possible for him uh-huh who believes. Everything is possible. Not some things are possible. Everything is possible. And what you and I have done is we have allowed some of the disappointments that have happened in our lives to suck the faith out of our lives. And what I want to tell you, the very first thing, is I want us to have a faith spirit. I want us to have a faith spirit. Not a fear spirit. Not a, "Mm, if you can. I want us to have a faith spirit that everything is possible for him who believes. Everything is possible for she who believes. Everything is possible for any man or any woman that would have the audacity to say, God, I trust you. So when your marriage is broken, everything is possible for him who believes. I've already seen marriages that were dead and buried. I've already seen people that were divorced get back together. I've already seen the grace of God resurrect Lazarus-type marriages. I've already seen people that have been bound in pornography or adultery come back and have marriages that are full of life and purpose and vision. I've already seen businesses fail and the person had to declare bankruptcy, but I've already seen them come back because everything is possible to him who believes I've already seen young people and old people find their faith in Jesus Christ. I've already seen it. Everything is possible for him who believes. Do you know spirit speaks louder than words? It does. ever talking to some Ladies, let me talk to you for a second. Ladies, you ever, you ever talking to a guy and he's saying, you're the only one for me? And he's got nice eyes. And not just one ab, but like, you know, one ab, right? He's got multiple, like two, and you're like, and a job, and good credit. <laughs> and he's telling you, ooh, you're the, o- you're the only one. You're the only one for me. And you're like, thank you. But something in your knower is telling you, "Hmm." This man is full of, I didn't say it. I don't even know what words you filled it in. I was thinking poop because <laughs> I'm holy. This, His spirit's talking to you. His words are saying one thing, but there's something emanating from this guy. It's like, no, no, no. You have know, some friends sometimes. That say, oh, I'm with you. I'm for you. But you're... I think you're from my contact list. I think that's who you're for. I, I, think, I think you're for my Instagram followers. I think you're for who you think I know. You're, you're not for me. Because spirit speaks louder than words. I appreciate people come up to me like, oh, man, I love this place. I'm so with you. I'm so with you. I'm just <laughs> sniffing. I'm sniffing. I'm sniffing. Spirit speaks louder than words. I want you and I to have a faith spirit. When we walk into a room, we lift the atmosphere. When things seem to be lost, you lift lift the room. When you're in the lobby of Shoreline City, I'm looking at you all out in the lobby right now, okay? Love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. Come back next week. Come back earlier, but come back next week. I want you to have a faith spirit. Okay, okay, let's go to another one, another one. I want you to have an offensive spirit, not an offended spirit, an offensive spirit. Um, We are not here to settle. We're here to take ground. We are not here to settle. We are here to take ground. We are not here to settle. We are here to take ground. We are not a group of people that give our hearts to Christ and then stop. We are the people that move forward and we do what God has called us to do and we become who he has called us to be and we reach who he has called us to reach and we touch whom those he has called us to touch. That is what we do. We do not settle. Okay, I'll give you a verse. I'll give you a verse to go along with this. Matthew chapter 16. Here's Jesus. He's interacting uh, with the disciples. And Peter has just said, you're the Christ, you're the son of the living God. And then he says to him, I think it's verses 17 and 18, he says, Peter, hey, hey, just so you know, Peter, you you didn't get this on your own. God showed you this. And Peter, I want you to know, on this rock, on this revelation, on this truth, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not be able to overcome it, will not be able to stop it, will not be able to prevent it. I will build my church, not a building, a people. I will build my church, not a building, a people. I will build a people that will go forward, and they will kick down gates. Do you understand that gates are not offensive weapons? Gates keep people out. You have gates at your apartment complex because they don't want the riffraffs And You have gates in your subdivision because they don't want certain people in. Gates are there to say, you can't come in here. And what hell has done is hell has set up some gates. And it's set up some gates over communities. And it's set up some gates over some people groups. And it's set up some gates over nations. And it's set up some gates over mindsets. And you and I are called to be the church. And what we do is where the devil has put up a sign that says, no, trespass, Jesus has has given us permission to break that rule and we go in and we kick down that gate and we establish the kingdom of heaven in that place Where are you from where you know there's so much brokenness. Is it in the business community where you see people with lots of money but don't have lots of hope? I want you to understand the devil has tried to set up a gate there. You've been called to go in and kick down that gate. Are you a creative and you know that creatives are in themselves but they're not thinking about something greater than themselves? I want you to understand that's a gate that the enemy has set up and he is God has called you to go in, kick down that gate and establish the kingdom of God. If you see children being raised and they are being devalued and you feel called to be an educator please understand you're not going in there to settle you are going in there to take ground to remind these kids that god has called them for such a time as this we are those who kick down gates i just alluded to it a little bit but let me just make it really really clear please don't wait to become a pastor to think you're in ministry Well, I'm not in full-time ministry. The misnomer is every follower of Christ is in full-time ministry. Every single one. Well, I don't know a lot of the Bible. I don't need you to know a lot of the Bible. I need to know, have you surrendered your heart and your life to Jesus Christ? Has he made you new? Because if he's made you new, he just puts you on mission. And now you are here for such a time as this. Matthew chapter 28. I'll give you another verse. Some of you don't believe me still. I'm looking at you. Looking at me like... Let me tell you, Matthew 28, Jesus says this, go. Go. You don't need to know the Greek on this one. What does he mean by go? go? Go. Go. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, 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 I pray. Lord, I pray, Lord, I pray you, Lord, would you start a company that really touches people and and, and people, families are able to be impacted and uh, they're able to have a a great living for their family. But not only that, uh, the company makes so much money that it's able to touch people's hearts and lives all around the world, that it's able to advance your cause, it's able to build the church that you're building. God, do it. God, do it. Lord's like, I I heard your prayer. Are you going to go do anything? Or are you just going to go pray? Because if you're going to pray the prayer, I'm going to need you to go talk to some investors. And I'm actually going to need you to be willing to have an idea that's a little bit crazy and have people tell you no over and over and over again that it's impossible. But I need you to be willing to believe that it's impossible because all things are possible for him who believes. And I actually put this vision in your heart in the first place. So I'm going to need you to be willing to take a whole bunch of no's because I gave you a yes and my one yes trumps their 50,000 no's. Are you willing to be shamed? Are you willing to be looked past? Are you willing to be ignored? Are you willing to be forgotten about? Are you willing to feel like you're about to lose your mind? Or are you just willing to pray? Go. Go. Uh, the Mavs are killing it this year. Well, I say kill it. They're doing way better than any of us thought. Okay? And I love it. I love it. And, and, uh, and the whole team's doing great, but, but, but there's going to be, I think, the rookie of the year, Luca. Okay, right now, he's killing it. Okay, he's killing it. Number 77, 19 years old. He's got the, he's got the step back three. Step back, three-pointers. Some of you, all just lost you talking about basketball right now. You have no idea what I'm talking about. This is biblical right here. Okay, so he plays basketball, and he shoots these threes. Mm. Step back. It's a little bit harder. Can't block it. He's already like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, <laughs> mm, it's nice. You can't score if you don't shoot. You can't score if you don't shoot. Oh, God, use my life for your glory. I'm just going to lay here in the bed and just... No, 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 my friend. That's not how it works. It's actually going to cost you something. It's actually going to cost you some of your time. It's going to cost you some of your money. And you're not paying for it, but you're just investing in it so that it means something more to you as you are on this journey, as you and I partner with God to make it on earth, as it is in heaven. So I need you to go. We are on the offensive. We are not on the defensive. We are not the church. I just need you to know that's hiding out in the corner, afraid of the big, bad ones world, I'm letting you know the world better be afraid in the best way of the kingdom of God moving forward. But we're coming not with judgment and not with anger and not with fire, but we're coming with the love of God and it's going to shatter every single lie and put together every bit of brokenness and we're going to see the kingdom of heaven established on earth as it is in heaven, in all of the world. So not only only do we have a faith spirit, okay, we got a faith spirit. we got an offensive spirit. I need you to understand this. Uh, Last one, last one, okay, last one. I'll get you out of here. The last one is a called spirit, a called spirit. Uh, Look with me, John chapter 15, I think it's verse number 16. John 15, 16. Jesus is saying these words, okay. He says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And I appointed you to bear fruit. Not fruit that's good just for your teenage years, but fruit that will last. And I, matter of fact, ask anything in my name, my father's going to do it. I wish I had time to go through and talk through that latter part because that's awesome right there. But let's just talk about the beginning. He chose you. He chose you. He picked you. Can we just be real for a second? You wouldn't even pick you. Please, okay? Can we just be honest for a second? As jacked up as you and I are, we wouldn't even pick us. We, God picked you knowing the mistakes you're going to do on purpose. The ones you're going to do on purpose. He picked you. This is his grace. He is saying, I'm so confident in my ability to save that even if I know you're going to do the dumbest thing in the entire world, Peter, even though I know you're going to turn and run, I want you to know I know you're going to come back as well. So I pick you. Even in the midst of your brokenness and your pain, I pick you. Even in the midst of your problems, I pick you. You didn't choose me, but I chose you. If this was a black church, I'd tell you to turn to your neighbor, touch seven people, and tell them, tell them, tell them them I'm called, tell them I'm chosen, tell them I'm chosen. That's what I would have you do. I'm chosen, I'm chosen, I'm chosen, I'm chosen. That's what I do. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Touch your neighbor, touch your neighbor, touch your neighbor, tell them I'm chosen. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. You're called. I need you to understand that. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm just over here on this side. No, no, he called you. He picked you for the team, for this generation. He called you. Uh, he, he, here's the truth. Uh, I, I, I was thinking about the difference between a called spirit and a convenient spirit. A called spirit is like, I'm here. You can't get rid of me. A convenient spirit is, well, it's not good for me right now. A called spirit is if you offend me, too bad, you're stuck with me. A convenient spirit is, well, you didn't, you, didn't say, you didn't say hi to me. I didn't get the position I thought I was going to get. So you leave. That's a convenient spirit. A called spirit is in this marriage right here, or in this friendship, you are stuck with me. I'm not going anywhere. I'm with you through hell or high water. A convenient spirit is, well, somebody else is prettier, somebody else is nicer, or they're going to be able to advance my career a little bit more. So bye. Called versus convenient. But here's the reality uh, for for all of us. You're called, okay? You are. Let, Let me read this verse. Let me read this verse. Uh, Romans, 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 Romans. Looking at numbers, that's not. That's the wrong verse. Romans uh, chapter 8. Look with me in verse number 30. Okay, look with me at verse number 30. And those he predestined, he also, what's the word? Called. Come on, Lobby, say it. He, he, they're also what? Called. 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 Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. It would be good to stop right there. But this next passage of Scripture is so good. This is like finger-licking good Scripture right here. Verse 31. What then? Shall we say in response to these things these things what shall we say in response to being predestined and called and justified and glorified what shall we say in response to these things this is what we're going to say if God is for us who can be who can be against us if God is for us I'm about to run around this church. If God, Don't do it. The usher will grab you. If God is for us, who can be against us? He doesn't stop there. He keeps on going. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? God who justifies. Who who then, who who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who, who died. More than that, he says, more than that. Who was raised to life is at the right hand of God, and He's also praying for us. He's also interceding for us. So you can come against me with your condemnation. I'm sorry, Jesus is already praying for me right now. You can come against me with my past, but I'm sorry, Jesus is already praying for me. You can come against me with my shortcomings. I'm sorry, Jesus is already interceding for me. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So trouble or or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. As it is written for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, 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 no. In all these things, we are not just a conqueror. We are not just a conqueror. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. What I'm doing right now is I'm giving you, I'm giving you your Ancestry.com profile, okay? I'm giving you your soul swab. This is your 23andMe. This is you when you give your heart and your life to Christ. I'm trying to remind you of your DNA. Uh, Some of you are surprised by this. You thought you were just fumbling through life. You did not realize that in your DNA, once you gave your heart and your life to Jesus, you are now more than a conqueror. You are not average You are not mediocre and you are not to be set aside. You have been put here by God for such time as this. For I am convinced, he says. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. You can cross examine me, but you can't get me to break. I'm convinced. I can lose all of my money, but I'm sorry, I'm already convinced. I might get a a terminal disease, might be hanging over my head, but I'm sorry. I'm already convinced. I I may have had to bury more people than I ever wanted to bury, but I'm sorry. I'm already convinced. I I may go through some ups and some downs. My bank account may have a lot or may have a little, but regardless, I'm already convinced. I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons. I'm convinced that neither the present nor the future. I'm convinced that no powers, neither height nor death nor any else in all creation will ever be able to separate me from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus my Lord get your spirit back that's who you are church that's who you are I want you walking in this I want you running in this I want you to write it on your mirror if you have to I want you to put it as a reminder on your phone because everything else in this world is going to try to tell you something different. Your boyfriend's going to try to tell you something different. Your girlfriend will try to tell you something different. Shoot your boss will try to tell you something different. Even your family members will try to remind you of who you used to be. You got a new birth certificate. You got a new birth certificate, okay? That's what your name used to be, but it's not your name anymore. You're called by something different, okay? You're called, by, you're called by chosen. You're called by blessed. You're called by forgiven. You're called by new life. You're called by healed. That's who you are. I'm giving you a swab of your DNA. God did not, he didn't take you from a good person and try to make you better. Take you from a dead person to make you alive. Dead person to make you alive. Lost to found. Blind to seeing. This is our inheritance in Christ. It's not because of us. It's all because of his grace and it's unending and it's amazing. I, I want you to get your spirit back. Matter of fact, next week we even have baptisms. We have baptisms uh, next week, so we're going to be... Those of you who lived a hard life, bring your scuba gear. (laughs) But you're coming out clean. (laughs) What is baptism? It's an outward declaration. It's an outward expression. It's an outward announcement of an inward transformation. You're saying, Jesus has changed me. The, The Being baptized is like your wedding day. Like, hey, everybody, I'm his. Okay, Jesus put a ring on it. I now belong to him. I don't belong to myself anymore. Some me, y'all next week, it's time for you. It's time for you to be here, get baptized, get dunked, and let's start this 2019 running fully after Jesus Christ with a spirit that's been ignited by his presence and by his grace. As you in mind, friends, in the, in the lobby, and the balcony, on the floor, do me a favor, just bow your heads just for a moment. If you're here under the sound of my voice, you've never given your heart and your life to Christ. You've never made him number one. You've never made him first but you're honest with yourself right now and you would say, I'm in the driver's seat of my car. Christ is not. I want you to know there's a brand new start, a fresh beginning for you right now. It's made available to you because of the cross and the empty tomb of Jesus Christ. I'm not asking, do you have a Bible? I'm not asking, do you think you're a good person? I'm asking, have you surrendered your life to Jesus? Have you made him first in your life? So if you're under the sound of my voice, you've never given your heart and your life to Christ, or at one point in time you did and you slipped away and you've gone another direction and you are under the sound of my voice, you're saying, I don't want to go my own way anymore, I want to go his way. I'm going to ask you to do something simple, but something incredibly bold. Whether you're standing on the steps, you're standing in the back, or you're in the lobby, I want you to do something simple, but something incredibly bold on the count of three, I want you to shoot your hand in the air and say, yes, that is me. I want to give my heart and my life to Christ. Ready? One, two, three. Just shoot your hand in the air. You're saying, yes, that is me. I want to give my heart. I want to give my life to Jesus. i got friends all over the place saying, yes, I want to put them first. I even see friends in the lobby saying, yes, I I want to put them first. Friends in the balcony on the floor saying, yes, I want to put them first. I don't want to go my own way anymore. I want to go his way. It's a moment of a brand new start, fresh beginning. Sin saved, washed clean and new. I'm going to ask every person to do me a favor. Put your hand over your heart if you would not mind. Every person, put your hand over your heart. I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer out loud after me. Say, dear Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I admit I've made mistakes. And today, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Give me the power to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's lift our heads up and clap our hands with enthusiasm. Come on, church.